Welcome to EOV Spotlight, presented by Economic Opportunity Board of Clark County in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. In this podcast, we aim to provide more resources and answers to help achieve success. Today on our show, we have Veronica Portillo Bradford from Nevada Resilience Project as our guest with Interim Executive Director, Lawrence Beasley. Right into it. Um, give us an idea of who you are and what you do and all the glorious services that you provide. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. So, um, but I am Veronica Portillo Bradford. I am uh, part of the Division of Public and Behavioral Health, um, and I serve as the Nevada Resilience Project Supervisor for Southern Nevada. Um, I think I've been with the, the project since June of 2020. So, um we, as uh, the Nevada Resilience Project, um, are under under the single state mental health authority. Um, the Division of Public and Behavioral Health actually applied for Nevada's first crisis counseling program to address the impacts of Nevadans um, due to COVID-19. So um, we are established through the grant um, through Federal Emergency Management Agency, so FEMA, mm-hmm. um, and in cooperation with SAMHSA. Okay. Yeah. So your organization provides services statewide or are you county specific? No, we are statewide. All right. And are you the representative for Clark County or? Yeah. So I um, am the supervisor for Clark County and then I do uh, part of Nye County as well. Okay. And is it just you or do you have other staff as well to help you? So I have currently on board 14 resilience ambassadors that are absolutely amazing. Um, And then I am the supervisors for Southern Nevada. And then we also have our program officer. um, And then throughout the state, we have other supervisors as well. And our amazing management analyst as well. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, Well, give me an idea of what a resilience ambassador is. I mean, that sounds like a great title and yeah. Um, and, and and then give me an idea of, of what kind of services they provide and um, what kind of impact you have in the community as you provide those services. Sure. So um, we basically support anybody in Nevada who may be experiencing the impacts of COVID-19. Um, things like anxiety, isolation, if they need help with resources, um, our resilience ambassadors can connect to community resources. Um, we do a lot of food referrals, housing referrals, um, mental health is a big one. Um, and then sometimes we do refer to, um, higher levels if they have higher levels of stress. So we can do that as well. Um, so our resilience ambassadors pretty much provide free and confidential, um, individual counseling, uh, group counseling services. I'm sorry. Um, And they can provide anything from education, um, information, counseling, again, the resource linkage. Um, And then they also promote things like healthy coping skills, 
resilience um, and empowerment as well as stress management. And they can do this a variety of ways, um, either via phone, text message, um, video chat, um, and then of course, in person, face-to-face -face with the appropriate PPE. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask, so how do, how do people get in contact with a resilience ambassador? And, and there's 14, are they all in Clark County or is this statewide? The 14 that I have are actually in Clark County, but there are many other <laughs> resilience ambassadors throughout the state. Okay. All right. Um, and is there a particular preference that you have to uh, contact your organization for service? How, how do you get in touch with a resilience ambassador? Yeah. So there's a couple different ways that you can do that. Um, so I um, have actually the contact information for the website. Uh, you can go to www.nevadaresilienceproject.com and you can submit a request for information and that will basically generate a ticket and that ticket will go to a resilience ambassador and then that person will get a hold of you. Um, and then if you are, of course, in immediate crisis and you do need immediate referrals, um, we do encourage people to contact the crisis support services. Um, and I can provide that phone number as well. Um, that is the 1-800-273-8255, or you can text CARE to 839-863. All right. I'll come back and ask you that later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Just I'll so say that, that we can time and time again. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, so give me an idea of, for a resilience ambassador, since I take it that's your primary client-focused um, portal into the community, mm -hmm. what kinds of things do they typically respond to on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, honestly, our, what we're seeing a lot of currently are things like rental assistance, um, housing is a big one, um, mental health services, again, that food. Uh, we have my amazing youth specialists that partner with Boys and Girls Club that do food drives. Um, so they'll go out to the food drives and pass out our flyers, let people know that we are here for them. Um, and then we also offer the aging and disability resources. Um, that's kind of been a big one lately. Okay. And, and what do those resources entail? Is this part of uh, ADSD, the aging and disability services? Yeah. So we okay. actually, one of our um, state project, part of the, sorry, part of the Nevada Resilience Project uh, is Nevada 211. Um, we also have CANS. Um, and then the aging and disability resources is that primary focus. And, and what part of the community do you primarily serve? Is it, I mean, it's not age restricted. It's not, no. okay. Yeah, we can service anybody. All right. All they have to do is get in touch with you. How do they do that? They can go to our website, www.nevadaresilienceproject.com. All right. Uh, so give me an idea of, of how this project came about. Um, I know that you're currently uh, providing services through your ambassadors. And then give me an idea of where you see the Resilience Project going in the future, particularly as we get through this pandemic crisis. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. So again, we can uh, we came about in response to COVID nineteen, and this is actually the first um, crisis counseling program that Nevada's ever had. So that's it's been a very exciting ride. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but in terms of our goals and what we'd like to see, um, you know, hopefully post pandemic is to definitely expand and uh, continue to address mental health and sometimes even those physical health impacts um, due to COVID-19, because this is a disaster. Uh, we're really responding just as a crisis counselor would um, and helping people get through that stress because that stress isn't going to go away just because the pandemic is, you know, over. So um, we definitely wanna to connect to individuals to those necessary resources um, that they may not know that they have access to. And um, I guess the key is just to make sure that people are aware that we're here for them. I think one of the things that we're starting to consider now is that even though we've been in the pandemic uh, crisis mode for about a year or so now. Yeah. One of the things that we're looking at is where do we put our best foot forward in terms of recovery efforts? Yeah. And as we go through this process, how can a resiliency project or resilience project help individuals who are facing some questions around how do they get back into the workforce? Mm -hmm. um, how do they put their family lives back together? Um, because what we're what we're finding is that a lot of the rhetoric out there is around once the pandemic is done, then we'll be able to magically get back up to 100 percent and everybody right. will be ready and smiling and happy. But we know reality doesn't work like that. So right. how, how do you see the Resilience Project working in that context? Yeah. So I think it's just important to remember that. I, we're familiar with the the stages of grief. Um, we go through that loss and we're kind of facing a new normal. Um, so it's really just how do we adjust to that? How do we adjust to a new lifestyle? Because things aren't the same as they were a year ago. Um, so how do we build back up from there? And that's where our resilience ambassadors come in and they actually offer those services. We do like the trainings, wellness webinars, um, really encouraging those healthy coping skills, stress management again, um, and promoting self-care. So um, I guess during this time, you know, we, we address self-care as a preventative issue. We don't want it to, or preventative form. We don't want it to be something that's, you know, only done in times of stress, but really um, encouraging the community to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves despite what's going on and that there are ways to do that even though we're in the middle of the pandemic. Um, so yeah, I hope that answered that question. <laughs> <laughs> well, as, as a part of your program. I went off on a tangent, but. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, no, I think all of it is good information. Everyone, you know, even though we may talk about what it is that we do because we're so close to it a lot of times we don't know what the community actually wants to know mm -hmm. so how do if if I think that I may need uh, services from the resiliency project 
what kinds of things are available on the website that I could immediately take advantage of? Yeah. So the website actually offers resources. Um, it's connected with Nevada 211's website. So there is that connection there as well. So you can look up any resource. But um, if you want to speak specifically with that resilience ambassador, um, it has information on the Nevada Resilience Project, who we are, what our mission is, um, that contact form that I was talking about earlier to um, submit a, a request for information. You, there's a little section in there that says like, this is specifically what I'm looking for. Um, and from there, again, that generates a ticket and it goes to all of our supervisors uh, depending on the region. So, um, you know, obviously with Clark County being as big as it is, <laughs> I get a lot of those tickets and I, I will assign to a resilience ambassador from there and that resilience ambassador will reach out. Um, checking in with those people. But I think um, it's important to remember that we're all kind of going through this pandemic and uh, we're not going through it alone. Um, so if you think that you have been impacted um, by COVID-19, there's no harm in reaching out. Well, I think we all have. Uh, yeah, been absolutely. I know I have. Way. Right, right. <laughs> is is there, you mentioned that if we go to the website, we can uh, request services there and then the mm -hmm. ticket is created and distributed to uh, one of the ambassadors. What's the yeah. average response time for? Um, from there, honestly, uh, it's pretty, pretty fast. Is that, um, okay. Yeah, it's less than 24 hours. Okay, okay, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. Great. Um, is there anything, so if I'm contacting you for your services, uh, what kinds of things should I be willing to bring to the table and mm -hmm. be ready to discuss once I'm uh, speaking to an ambassador? Yeah, so when uh, you're getting ready to talk to an ambassador, um, just be prepared with like, what exactly are you looking for? Um, what what resources do you need? Or maybe it's just somebody to talk, to talk to and have that support if you're going through a very stressful time. Um, so again, if it's something like, I need assistance with um, food, um, or if you're having trouble with, um, filling out a, an application of some sort, just knowing exactly what, you, um, what you're looking for. Um, it may not be exactly what you need. Uh, sometimes people don't know what they need right. and that's where our resilience ambassadors come in and they can kind of work with you and really give you that one-on-one -on -one time uh, to figure out exactly what you need. Okay. And, and Remind me again that mm -hmm. you kind of provide, as part of this project, you really deal, or the ambassadors really deal with the, um, I guess, mental health aspects of dealing with the current pandemic crisis. And then you provide referrals to other services as clients yeah. need them. Okay. Yes. So can you give me an idea of what kinds of challenges you're facing as a part of the, the project? 
what kinds of things are you working to, um, I don't want to say do better at, but provide better services or be more targeted for client questions and requests? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I think, you know, any organization, there's always room for improvement. So, um, but we've definitely improved over time. I think just being more proficient in identifying the needs of our community, um, especially going through um, trainings. We attend town halls, webinars, things of that, that nature um, to really get a feel of what our community needs. Um, I think also doing direct outreach as well, working with our providers who are amazing um, to figure out like, what are they seeing? What are our providers seeing out there in the community? Um, and then not only that, but we've done a better job at reaching those at-risk populations um, and people that may have limited access to those services. Um, we expanded our, our methods of engagement, um, which include things like culturally relevant messaging. Um, so that's a, a way that we've improved. But I think as far as challenges go, uh, the biggest one that we've seen is uh, the change in the economy and how that uh, the impact on lost wages has had on housing and food resources. Mm. So in uh, Clark County and even across the state, we've seen a lot of ambassadors providing those resources for housing supports. Um, and then even technology is an issue. So I think it's really important to remember that even though we are in a pandemic um, and we're relying so heavily on our technology to fill out applications or submit applications um, to get a hold of certain community resources that not everybody's tech savvy. Um, so I mean, some people don't even know how to submit those applications unless it's via email or you know Facebook or something like that. But um, that it's definitely been a challenge to to help people, um, you know, walk people through that technology. Okay, I'm going to come back to that. Yeah. Um, but can you give me an idea? And and you touched on this earlier. Um, how how do you serve the non-English speaking population? Yeah, so we have actually bilingual um, ambassadors. I'm blessed to have as many as I do um, on my team specifically, but um, we do have Spanish speakers. Uh, currently, I do have a um, some Tagalog. That's what I was looking for. Um, so we we have ambassadors that do speak other languages. All right, excellent. And then uh, you also talked a little bit about social media. Do you have a presence there as well? Yes, we do. Yeah, our um, private or sorry, public information officer it runs our social media beautifully, and she's always actively on it, responding to comments and and looking out for people's needs there as well. Okay, and and where are you? Are you on Facebook, Instagram? Yes, okay. yes, we are on Facebook. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, can you give us some, um, I guess we're, we're getting close to time, but I did want to get maybe an understanding of one or two of your biggest successes so far. Sure. Um, I th think it's just important to note that, um, and I, I've talked uh, so much about my amazing resilience ambassadors, but they're all very knowledgeable and 
and passionate. So it's very difficult to pick like one day just because most of our days are very rewarding with this project. But um, specifically for me, I do a lot of wellness webinars for the community. Um, most recently, I went to Mono County in response to the wildfires up there. Um, and that town was just devastated by loss. Um, a lot of homes were lost. A lot of people were displaced because of that. And um, I went up there, I provided a wellness webinar to the community and it's a very small town. So they're very tight knit, very supportive of one another. Um, but we did an in-person webinar for these people and it was just so cool listening to their stories. It was very hard to hear, um, but we received such a positive response from it. And even I choked up a couple of times cause it was, it's, it's hard listening to what these people went through and facing the isolation because not only were they displaced because of the fires, but they're also isolated because of COVID. So um, just hearing the overwhelmingly positive response from that county and seeing them all come together, they hadn't seen each other in months. So it was like a little mini family reunion. Um, <laughs> it was really cute. Um, <laughs> But it was just beautiful to see them all come together and support one another um, in response to these fires and to see them just, you know, while I was even doing the webinar, I was um, watching people in the crowd and seeing their faces were just so heartbroken. They were in despair. And by the end of it, I saw people laughing. People were hugging one another. They were crying. Um, you know, asking each other, what do you need? What, how can I help you? So seeing a community come together like that is just, it's, it's why we do what we do. Um, and it was just resilience in a nutshell, honestly. So, yeah. Wow. Well, that sounds really good. Um, and, and it sounds like you're, you're having a, an impact on those communities where it's really needed. Uh, is there anything that you would like uh, our listeners to know that we haven't discussed here or mm, go right ahead. Oh, um, I was just going to say that most of our, so our resilience ambassadors do work um, office hours. So they work eight to five Monday through Friday. Um, so if people do, you know, reach out on the website um, on like a Friday night um, to expect uh, at least the weekend, but we do also have our amazing uh, ambassadors over at CSS, the crisis support services that you can reach out to. They are available 24 seven. And is that information also on your website or? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, then one last time, of course, give us all the ways that we can get in touch with you. Absolutely. So you can get in touch with me personally. I am at V Portillo. So that's V P O R T I L L O at health.nv.gov um, to get in touch with a resilience ambassador um, and get that information. You can go to www.nevadaresilienceproject.com and submit a request for information. Um, if you are in need of immediate services due to crises, we do ask that you reach out to Crisis Support Services at 1-800-273-8255, or you can text CARE to 839-863. All right. And on social media, right? Facebook? Yes. Yes. All right. 
All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate you being on and I look forward to our partnership. Awesome. Thank you again, guys. Thank you for listening with us today. And we hope you enjoyed learning more about how Nevada Resilience Project can help you. We'll see you soon.